Okay, picture this. I'm tired, worn out, feeling like I just want the day to end. So basically a normal mother mood after not getting any sleep or whatever. Anyways, I'm expected to make dinner for my family that literally like nobody will end up eating. I'm in the kitchen cooking when I realize I need to go pee. So I go to the bathroom and when I'm finished, I walk over to the kitchen, but the food's not quite done cooking. So I think, hey, I've got a couple minutes to just lay on the couch. I obviously can't go to sleep because I'm cooking, but if I could just lay down for just like three minutes and I'll use my phone to distract me. Um, I'll watch some TikTok or some reels or something. Okay, so anyways, obviously we already know that it doesn't just stay a couple minutes. Once you start watching, it's funny and then you keep going and you keep going and then you keep going and then I smell burning. I walk in the kitchen. I realize I burnt the tar out of the rice I was making. Frustration just seeps into my mind. Then I get mad at myself on an epic scale, thinking to myself, like, why am I so stupid? Why didn't I just finish making dinner? I'm such an idiot. Why do I do this to myself? And so the self-verbal abuse continues. It's not just with cooking. There are many circumstances that I bring myself down to the ground with self-verbal abuse. I don't do it to anybody else, just to myself. So on today's show... We're going to be talking about it. We're going to be talking about all of this stuff that we tell ourselves all the time and how we can fix it. We're going to be learning positive ways to stop this nasty habit in its tracks. Let's get to the show. I'm so glad that you found the Genuine Mom Club podcast. We live in a digital world that so often leaves mamas behind. That's why I'm here, to help you get through the days and not feel so alone. I'll be covering topics from anxiety to homeschool to health to raising kids and so much more. I'll be joined by some pretty incredible experts on all of these various topics to help you with all of your mama questions. Whatever you need, I'm right here to help you. Thank you for listening to the Genuine Mom Club podcast. Welcome to the Genuine Mom Club podcast. Woot woot! It's episode 23. I am so excited. And I got to just say really quick before we begin that I'm really proud of this. I've worked on this podcast for 24 weeks, writing shows, interviewing, astounding guests, working on promos for the shows. It's actually, man, it's a lot of work. It's, it's not just like I sit back with my headphones and make a quick little like ditty or, you know, send it to somebody and have them do the work for me. No, man, podcasts are no joke. And I do it all by myself. And conveniently, I'm, I'm saying this very sarcastically, I live in Canada, which means I cannot accept money for my podcast by using sponsors, at least not using the platform that I use. How lame is that? So I literally do this show for free. And why do I do it for free? Because I love you guys. I care about you guys. And I want you to excel in your parenthood journey. That's why I do what I do. That's why I'm so passionate about this. And one way that I get a little jolt of happiness from all of this work that I'm doing is when you leave a review. When you leave a review or a message about the show or your favorite episode, it just makes my heart just skip a beat. And I know that sounds like super duper corny because it's like, wow, you have no life. But like, I do have a life. In fact, I have three kids. I work, I homeschool. I do all of these things. And I do this on top of it for free to help you. So when you leave a little comment, it really makes my day. So if you feel like making me smile, I would love for you to just leave me a review or a message or whatever. Anyway, 
back to the topic of today's show. Do you ever struggle to truly love yourself? I've talked about this before on the show, but it's something that just, it just keeps circling back like more, uh, more and more and more than likely because it's something that I'm dealing with on a daily basis, learning to love myself. It's a process, especially when I'm hardest on myself. I can become so easily frustrated with myself when I've made a mistake and it's truly nonsense because the things that I say to myself, they're just so mean, like just so mean. Words I would never, ever, ever utter to another human being are in fact the words that I use to describe myself and why. I mean, the answer, well, it's pretty obvious, low self-esteem. Something that I personally am working on growing, but it's not easy. And maybe you're listening to this and you're like rolling your eyes thinking, oh my goodness, what is wrong with her? Like, and you know what, if that's you, if you're someone who just has no problem fully loving yourself, then I want to say to you, you're awesome, (laughs) but you need to have this understanding for the people that are hurting from the lack of low self-esteem from you know, self not having self-confidence in their lives. You need to understand that. It, it's just so easy to judge when we don't understand something. And that's why it's imperative to understand the feelings and pains of other people. That doesn't mean you have to be like them. It sim- simply means that you grow an understanding for their struggle or, you know, sympathize with them, empathize whatever the proper word is there. And if you're someone who does struggle from time to time with low self-esteem or even chronically struggles with it, then today is the show that you definitely want to listen to. So what is low self-esteem anyway? Well, self-esteem is an individual's subjective evaluation of their own worth. So basically, self-esteem encompasses beliefs about oneself, as well as emotional states like triumph, despair, pride, and shame. You can imagine like if your self-esteem is low, it's going to throw off all of your beliefs, just like any aspect of your body and mind. So like if you're low on insulin, your entire body will be thrown off. If you're low on basically any nutrient, your entire body is thrown off right? Like that's just how it works. Until you get your body what it needs, it will not recover until you give it what it fully needs. But we don't treat mental and emotional health like that, at least not as often as we should. We just, we skim past it. Like it's not even there. Like, oh yes, I have low self-esteem, like whatever, acknowledge it, whatever, but you don't fix it kind of deal. Does that make sense? Just like with many mental illnesses like anxiety and depression, so many people don't even want to acknowledge that it's real. We'd rather just skip away from it and pretend it isn't real, pretend it's not happening. But that is just, it's just no way to recover from it. If you have like heart complications, will you just avoid your heart medicine saying like, hey, I don't need it. I'll just, you know, will it away. No, no. Sometimes you need to take the steps to overcome the issues that you are facing. We have this idea that physical health is something that we should take care of, but our mental health, our emotional health, our our self-esteem, all of those things are huge and they also directly affect our physical health. 
So why do some of us have such low self-esteem and others don't? Well, I did some research and according to Better Health Channel, some of the many causes of low self-esteem may include unhappy childhood where parents or other significant people such as teachers, you know, um, people you looked up to were extremely critical of you. Or it could be poor academic performance in school, which resulted in a huge lack of confidence. And just an ongoing stressful life event, such as like a really bad relationship, the type that you are constantly being put down, or even financial trouble can cause low self-esteem, feeling like, ah, I can never do anything right. I can't provide for my family. Ah. All of these things can be significant contributors to low self-esteem. And maybe you're like, well, I've actually had all of these issues. <laughs> then I'd like to give you a big hug or rather like I'd like to send my mother to your doorstep and she'll give you a big hug because she's like such a hugger. And perhaps you're like thinking, well, maybe my low self-esteem is cool. Maybe I'm good. And maybe you are. But we're just going to bounce through a checklist really quick. Even if you're just listening to this to understand more for a loved one that is suffering from low self-esteem, just listen in. You might have low self-esteem if you have... Number one, poor confidence. According to Very Well Mind, people with low self-confidence tend to have low self-esteem and vice versa. It's like a nasty, vicious cycle. Being confident in yourself and your abilities allows you to know that you can rely on yourself to manage different situations. So this self-trust means that you feel comfortable and confident navigating many different things you might encounter in life, which can play an important role in your overall well-being. Low self-esteem, though, can play a role in causing this lack of confidence. And poor confidence can also contribute to or even worsen poor self-esteem. Do you get what I'm, do you understand what I'm saying? It's like a cycle, right? Like it just goes around and around and around. So finding ways to gain confidence in yourself and your abilities can be super helpful with this. Number two, you feel a lack of control. So people who have low self-esteem often feel like they have little control or no control over their lives or what is happening to you. This might be due to the fact that they feel that they have little ability to create changes either in themselves or in the world around them. And sometimes they can feel powerless to do anything to fix their problems. Number three, people with low self-esteem may have negative social comparison. So social comparison, I probably don't need to explain this to you, but it can sometimes serve a positive function and enhance a person's sense of self, but comparing yourself to others rarely leads to good things. It can, it can play a huge role in damaging your self-esteem. People with low self-esteem are much more likely to engage in what is known as upward social comparison, which is comparing yourself to people who you think are better than yourself. Does that sound familiar to you? Or is it just me? Am I the only one? Maybe. Okay. Number four, people with low self-esteem have problems asking for what they need. 
If you're struggling with low self-esteem, you may find it super difficult to ask for what you need or want even because your self-regard is super low. You may feel like you don't deserve help. You also might feel embarrassed or incompetent by your human need for like assistance and support. I mean, some people say like, oh, it's pride. I feel proud. But like, it's actually a weakness to not be able to ask for help when you need it, to not be able to direct what you want, what you need in your life to kind of just slip through the cracks in a way. Okay, so number five, worry and self-doubt. Even after you make a decision, if you have low self-worth, you will often worry that you've made the wrong choice. You will doubt your own opinions and may often defer to what others think instead of sticking to your own choice. Ugh, I hate that so much because I've done it so much. Like I have an opinion, I have a choice, but I go with what others are saying because I don't feel confident to say how I feel. I have done that so much in my life and I hate it. I hate it so much. It's like I have a way that I think. I have a way that I believe. But I am afraid, I guess, to share that. So I just will agree with somebody when they're saying something that I don't even agree with. It's like what you're saying is stupid. But I'm literally just like, oh, okay, yeah. Because I'm afraid to say how I feel. Who knew? That's part of low self-esteem. Does that sound like familiar to you at all? Or is it just is it just me? Anyways. Okay, so number six, trouble accepting positive feedback. Does that sound familiar to you? Hmm? Okay, so in one 2017 study, it was published in the Journal of Experimental Social Psychology. They found that low self-esteem is directly correlated to not being able to accept or capitalize on compliments from others. Why? Because they don't have a positive opinion about themselves. So people with low self-esteem find it extremely difficult to accept compliments from others. I've done this for so long. Someone will say like, oh, you're so beautiful. And immediately I think like they're just saying that like out of pity or you did such a good job. And I immediately like point out all of the flaws, maybe not to them, but to me. That's what I do. I have a very difficult time accepting compliments. I am getting better at it, but yeah, I've struggled with it and it's unfortunate. It's sad really, but it's something that I'm working on and I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I'm such a loser because I can't accept compliments because that's just feeding into this whole low self-esteem garbage. So enough with that. Number seven, negative self-talk. We all know this one, like low self-esteem causes people to focus on their flaws rather than their strengths. So Rather than build yourself up with positive self-talk, you will focus on the negative about yourself. You blame yourself when things go wrong and always, 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 always find some fault with some aspect of your life, whether that's your appearance, your personality, your abilities, like whatever it is, you will find something wrong with yourself. And then you will tell yourself about what is wrong with yourself. It's very unfortunate. Number eight is fear of failure, clearly. Because you lack confidence in your abilities, people with low self-esteem doubt their ability to achieve success. 
while they might like, you know, fear failure, they tend to either avoid challenges or give up quickly without really trying. So this fear or, you know, this, this fear of failure can be seen in behaviors such as acting out when things go wrong or looking for ways to hide feelings of inadequacy. So basically fear of failure, that really is pretty intense. Like for instance, with the genuine mom, I wanted to start a podcast for a very long time, but I was so afraid to fail. I was so afraid that I would launch it and like nobody would listen. I was so afraid when I started putting myself out there on social media and sharing things in like videos and stuff like that. It was this fear, this deep, deep fear that people wouldn't like me, that I would fail at what I was doing, that I would fail at yet another thing. I keep a record in the back of my mind of all of the things that I failed at. It's sad, truly. Fear of failure is very, very real. And that's one of the things that you have to work very hard to overcome. Number nine, people with low self-worth also struggle with the future. So they feel hopeless. And those feelings of hopelessness can make it really hard for people with low self-esteem to engage in behaviors that will bring about positive change in their lives. Because let's see, self-sabotage is a common way of coping with the feelings. Isn't that sad? So then they can find obstacles to prevent their own success. So self-sabotage, when you're like, yeah, you know what? I did want to do this. I did want to do a podcast. I really want to do it. But then you're like, I'm too stupid. I'm not a professional. I'm not, you know, a registered blah, 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 blah. Like, I can't do this. I'm no good at it. You come up with these dumb excuses, these stupid things that you're like, well, this is how it goes. This is what I'm going to do. I can't do this because I'm, you know, this way. So I'm just going to continue living this life. Like, that's what you do. You find obstacles, obstacles that don't even exist, obstacles that you make up in your mind because you're afraid. It's a struggle and it's very, very real. Number 10, you're trying to please others. Ugh, I hate this one. I mean, I hate pretty much all of these because it's so like, it's just so, uh, it things that I've struggled with, right? Like, and people pleasing, it can also be, uh, it's, I don't even know. It's just so frustrating. Like you go above and beyond to make sure that other people are comfortable and happy, but you neglect your own needs. Like you say yes to things that you don't even want to do. Does that, that sounds familiar, right? Like you, you're like, yeah, I'll do that, but you don't want to do it. And then if you do say no, you feel like incredibly guilty. So you just avoid saying no altogether. You're just like, I'll just say yes because I can't deal with the guilt. It's so frustrating. Low self-esteem is the slippery slope to things like anxiety, eating disorders, emotional distress, panic disorder, risky behavior, social anxiety disorder, substance use, and obviously, obviously stress. Having low self-esteem can like make you much more sensitive to criticism or rejection. You know, like in comparison to someone with high self-esteem, they likely are able to like shake off negative feedback. Whereas if you have really low self-esteem, you might just take it very personally. So what can you do? How can you overcome this low self-esteem? Uh, well, it takes time. It takes time. It takes patience. It takes lots and lots and lots and lots of time. 
but it's just so worth it. It's working on yourself. It's, it's, it's really some of the most important work that you will ever do. So to sort of fix our self-worth or, you know, begin to do that, we're going to start with these very small steps. So step one, you're going to focus on hopeful thoughts. Every single day, spend time just focusing on positive, hopeful thoughts. Like take time to notice the little things that really, they're, they're all around you and they're things that you're actually really, really good at. Okay. And it's okay to notice them. It's okay to be like, wow, I'm really good at that. Like allow yourself, please allow yourself to be proud of them. You have beautiful eyes. You're really smart. You're an excellent writer. You have an amazing singing voice. You're a really good mom. See things like that. And when you feel an automatic like negative thought just like pop up identify it like look at it acknowledge it identify it and then work to replace it with a positive true thought for example if I'm like oh I hate the bags under my eyes be like dang I have really pretty eyes and those bags under my eyes are a result of me being a freaking awesome mom boom Step two, take care of yourself (sighs) because low self-esteem can just, it can leave you feeling like you just don't deserve care and or consideration. And you need to just continually work on reminding yourself that you need care. So think of four ways, just four ways that you can show kindness to yourself. It doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be like, Oh, well, I just bought myself an airplane. Like it can literally just be little things, little tiny things that you know will make yourself feel a little bit better. That's showing kindness to yourself. Do it. Okay, so step three, get some help. Even if you're like afraid of rejection, share your struggles with someone else who you know will offer unconditional support. Like maybe that's a friend. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's a doctor. Maybe it's a therapist. Maybe it's a teacher. Maybe it's a pastor. Whatever it is, or I mean, not whatever, whoever it is, just do it. When you have this network of like super caring people who truly value you and want you to value yourself, it can really benefit this work that you're doing on improving your self-esteem. And step four is forgive yourself. So if you find yourself just completely ruminating over and over on all of your mistakes or your failures or both in your life, it's just, it's, it's so frustrating. And it's something that so many of us do. We think of all of the times that we've messed up and maybe sometimes we don't, maybe we're like, no, I'm actually working on this. But then you do something, you make a mistake. And then all of a sudden, all of those problems, all of those feelings, all of those frustrations with yourself come back. It's just, it's so, so important to learn how to forgive yourself because when you forgive yourself, you can move on. Forgiveness is important. It's so important. Obviously, it's important to forgive other people, but it's just as, if not more important to forgive yourself. Step five, please accept who you are. It's so important to let go of this unrealistic idea 
that you have to be perfect in order to be valuable. Accept who you are today in this very moment. Obviously, that doesn't mean don't have goals or like don't want to improve who you are. Like that's good. Those are good things to have. Those are good things to work towards. But it does mean that while you are working to obtain these goals, you are loving yourself and accepting yourself every single day along this journey. Every single day. Am I the person that I want to be? I mean, I want to improve myself. Obviously, that's what this entire journey is. But I love the Jamie that is talking to you right now. I love her. She has gone through so much. She has struggled, but she has overcome. I love who I am. And that sounds so weird to say. It really does. Because it just goes so against all of the feelings that I've had that have just been like, hey, you don't matter. Hey, you suck, right? So I'm going to accept who I am today. And I'm going to enjoy the woman that I will become in the future. Step six, value yourself. When you're feeling low, spend intentional time thinking about all of the things that you have accomplished thus far. And take pride in them, seriously. Appreciate your worth and your talents like without making comparisons or focusing on the things you want to change about yourself. Like just, just acknowledge how far you've come and value that. Value who you are. Value where you've come from. Value the progress that you have made. You don't need to be better. You don't need to have reached all of your goals in order to have value in this life. Your life matters right now, just as it is, just as you are. You matter truly. Repeat after me, please, 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 please repeat after me. I don't care if you think this is stupid because you're like, well, I'm literally talking to myself. No. Well, I mean, yeah, actually you are talking to yourself, but that's the point. You're talking to yourself in a positive way. So repeat after me. I am enough. I am enough. I matter. I matter. My past does not define who I am. My past does not define who I am. My future is bright and I deserve it. I value who I am today. I am loved. I am loved. And I deserve that love. All right. Well, that's all I've got for today's show. Oh, by the way, you don't have to repeat this. I'm, I'm just saying like, that's all I have for sh- today's show. I hope that you found it helpful. And if you did, I'd love if you could share this episode with your friends and family that you believe it may benefit. Like, it's so easy to think that people in our lives are doing really well and that they're not struggling with their self-confidence, but chances are they are. Chances are they are struggling. And it's so easy to share this episode with someone 
you can literally just screenshot this episode and post it on your social media and just whatever you do just make sure that you tag me tag me on it please so that I can see that you shared it because that would be awesome so thank you for listening to today's episode um also I just wanted to share really quick I also have some pretty big news coming out in the next couple episodes so make sure you tune in because it's pretty exciting and pretty awesome and I'm excited to share that with you so as always you're awesome you matter and I hope that you have an amazing day thank you for listening today